Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The proverb says an anxious heart weighs a man down. I mean, you're so heavy laden and burdened and downcast and you're carrying the worries of the world on your shoulders. And God says, get it off of you. Cast it off and put it on Him. He cares. Give it to Him. How do I give it to Him? Prayer. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. The Lord never meant for us to carry burdens by ourselves. When you're in the midst of a struggle and it seems hopeless from a worldly perspective, remember that the Lord sees the bigger picture. Listen to today's message with Pastor J.D. as he discusses worry and what the Bible teaches the solution is. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Philippians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. In May of last year, Time magazine published an article citing a new poll about how Americans are more anxious than they were in the previous year. Listen to this. This really blew my mind. According to a survey conducted by the ASA, approximately 40 million Americans, which is roughly 18%, of American adults, 18% of the population of the United States of America has an anxiety disorder. And if you think it's just for the adults, think again. Just a couple of weeks ago, Axios published an article about the results of a Pew Research Center report concerning teens. Listen to this. In it, they found that teens were the most likely to say stress and anxiety were of major concern for their peers more than drugs, drug addiction, more than bullying or poverty, anxiety. I think maybe the question needs to be asked, What are we so worried about? Oh, everything. We're worried about everything. We worry about everything and anything concerning the future. And oh, make no mistake about it, the enemy is very clever when it comes to getting us to worry. He will put thoughts in our minds that he cannot read our minds, but he can put thoughts in our minds. And we cooperate with him when we allow those thoughts to germinate and sprout and bear anxious fruit, so to speak. But it usually starts with something like this. What if, or what about, and (laughs) if only, I mean, Okay, let's go ahead and go around the room and, <laughs> oh, sounds like I struck a chord here, doesn't it? No, but that's how it starts, right? 
Because see, the objective of the enemy, the strategy of the devil is to get us propelled as far enough in the future as he can to get us worrying about everything and anything he can. And by the way, nothing new under the sun, right? Wasn't this exactly what the serpent did in the garden? Hath God said, translated, God can't be trusted. It's just repackaged. It has new wrapping paper on it. So it's more amicable, more plausible, more feasible, if you prefer. You know, this is pretty bad. I know. What are you going to do? I don't know. It's really bad. I know it's really bad. Wow. Why is God doing this to you? What? What did you just say? (laughs) Why is God allowing this to happen to you? Isn't He a loving God? Why would He allow you to go through this and experience? If He loved you so much, surely He wouldn't allow this to happen. Oh my goodness, that's got serpent written all over it. God can't be trusted. Well, before we get more depressed and stressed, let's drill down into our text. I want to tackle this why question of why it is that we are not to worry about one single thing. I heard a pastor say it this way. It's always stuck with me. One minute spent worrying is one minute wasted. Think about that. So we know that God will always package the how of the Holy Spirit with the what of His Holy Word. In other words, God will never command us to do anything without also enabling us to obey that which He's commanded us to do. So what's the why and where's the how? I would submit that there are two reasons why, first, We are never to worry, not worry about anything, not one single thing. And the first is this, God can be trusted with whatever that problem is currently in your life. You can trust God with whatever it is. He is good and He will bring good no matter how bad it seems or looks. And here again is the enemy going, well, wait a minute. He misquotes Romans 8, 28, right? Oh, you know the verse, right? The promise. We all hang on to it sometimes by a fingernail for dear life. For we know that God works all things together for the good to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Again, Satan knows the Bible better than we do, right? So he comes in, slithers in, you know, and he twists it just ever so 
subtly and insidiously and, and kind of rewrites it and says something to this effect. Yeah, God will work all things together for the good, but how's he going to do it with this situation? I don't know. I don't know. How's he going to? I don't know. I mean, this is really bad. I know. I know it's bad. I know it's really. What are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what you brought that has troubled your heart so, that has created a multitude of anxieties within you, as the psalmist writes. But I am here standing before you testifying. Because in my own life, over the years that I've walked with the Lord, there has never been a situation as perilous as it seemed that God did not bring good from. He can be trusted. He can be trusted. And don't listen to the enemy. I don't know what it is about us. We believe what we listen to, and we listen to and believe the lies of the enemy, but we won't believe the truth of God's Word. What's the lie of the enemy? Oh, man, this is, this is how it ends. <laughs> You're going down, man. This is really bad. And you can fill in the blanks again however you want with whatever the situation is in your life. But I mean, he will paint this, I mean, horrible picture of how that situation is going to end. And it ends very badly. And we believe it. And we start fretting over it and becoming fearful because of it. And it's a lie. And here's the Lord over here saying, no, I know the plans I have for you. But your future, you know what your future is? Is to give you hope. It's good. Psalm 23, I love this. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Here comes the enemy. Are you sure about that? Because it looks to me, as I look at your, what's going on, I mean, this is really bad, right? I know it's bad, I know it's bad. It doesn't seem like this is good. So goodness and mercy it looks more to me like bad and trouble and more trouble with a capital T. <laughs> and we believe it. We believe it. Here's a second reason that we are never to worry about anything. It's because God loves us so much that He doesn't want us to needlessly suffer the painful consequences that will always ensue. And again, this is why we actually have the biblical prescription for worry and anxiety. But here's the problem, and it is a problem. It's too simple. What do you mean? Well, we're given the cure for the worry problem. We're given the cure for anxiety. We are actually told, God actually has the audacity in His Word to say that you don't have to worry about a single thing. You got my attention. Do you want to know how? Yes. How? I, 
Can I get a prescription? Yeah, actually, but it does not at the pharmacy. It's right here. You know what it is? You know what the cure for worry is? You ready? (laughs) Wait for it. Prayer. Prayer. Told you it was too simple. Getting ahead of myself. I obviously I have much I can say concerning this, having (laughs) prayer is the cure for all anxiety. Listen to what the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5-7. He says, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. He, He cares about everything that's happening in your life. He knows, He sees, He cares. He cares so much, He wants you to give Him all of your cares. And this idea in the original of casting off is, here you are, like the proverb says, an anxious heart weighs a man down. I mean, you're so heavy laden and burdened and downcast, and you're carrying the worries of the world on your shoulders. And God says, get off of you. Cast it off and put it on Him. He cares. Give it to Him. How do I give it to Him? Prayer. What Peter is saying here actually echoes what the Apostle Paul is saying in Philippians. And it's that prayer is the cure for all of our worry. Now, here's the problem again. We've got it backwards. The cure for worry is pray about everything, thank God for anything, and if you pray about everything and thank God for anything, then you'll worry about nothing. But here's what we do. We don't pray about anything. We don't thank God for everything, and that's why we worry about everything and anything. Did you know, and this is secular research by the way, they have found that prayer, prayer, actually releases these God-given calming, relaxing hormones in your body. Serotonin, Endorphin. Doesn't that just sound calming, just the way I'm saying it? (laughs) I mean, not like adrenaline. Adrenaline is agitating, but no. Serotonin. Oh, so serene. So calming. So relaxing. Dopamine. All of these calming and relaxing hormones start flooding your body and almost Instantly, neurologically, medically, physiologically, there's this calming effect. Oh my goodness, go figure. Didn't Paul say that too? That if we will do this, that there will be this peace that, and it's really strong too in the original, that it's like a guard has been set up around your heart. 
Picture guards. I mean, I got my guards. These are mean dudes. They got, you know, bazookas and (laughs) AK-47s. And they're standing guard. And so here comes fear. Here comes worry. Stop right there. You ain't coming in. And I have that guard around me. And I'm, I'm like, wow, man, this is great. Totally at peace. Yeah, but look at what's happening around you. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I think of David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, who said that whenever I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. Because when I put my trust in you, I'm no longer afraid. I mean, it's almost, you know, a paradox of sorts. When I'm afraid, I'm going to trust you. And when I trust you, I'm not afraid. Okay, wait, back up. So you're anxious, you're fearful, and you go to the Lord, you put your trust in the Lord, you cast all of your cares on the Lord, and then you're no longer afraid and worried. Right. What's the catch? There's no catch. There's no catch. Many years ago, in the pioneer days of aviation, a pilot was making a flight around the world. And after he had gone for some two hours from his last landing field, he began to hear this noise in his plane, and he recognized that it was the gnawing of a rat. He realized that while his plane had been on the ground, a rat had gotten in, and for all he knew, that rat was gnawing through these vital cables and controls of the plane. (laughs) He was very worried, I would argue rightfully so, and very anxious and very fearful. At first, he didn't know what to do. It was two hours back to the landing field from which he had taken off, and more than two hours to the next field ahead. Then he remembered that rats are rodents. Rats are not made for the heights. Rats are made to live on the ground, even under the ground. So... He began to climb. Goes up a thousand feet, then another thousand feet, and another until he's more than 20,000 feet up. Guess what? No more nine. <laughs> that rat is a dead rat. Rats cannot survive in the atmosphere of those heights. So, two hours later, the pilot brings the plane safely to the next landing, and sure enough, what does he find in that plane? A dead rat. You know where I'm going with this, right? Kill the rats of worry before the rats of worry kill you. How? Oh, so glad you asked. By taking all your care into the atmosphere of prayer. 
Those rats of worry will not survive. And that gnawing inside of you as you're worrying and fretting, gone. That's how. I want to close with the words of a famous hymn. This is one of my favorite. I I say that about all the hymns, but what a friend we have in Jesus. And it was written by a man by the name of Joseph Scriven back in the year 1820. And the horrible tragedies that this man experienced inspired the writing of this classic hymn, which is all about taking everything to the Lord in prayer. Have you ever really listened to and thought about the words to hymns like this? Listen to this. I won't sing it. I, that would be cruel. <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee, Thou wilt find a solace there. Blessed Savior, Thou hast promised, Thou wilt all our burdens bear. May we ever, Lord, be bringing all to Thee in earnest prayer. And then the last verse. Soon in glory bright unclouded, there will be no need for prayer. Rapture, praise, and endless worship will be our sweet portion there. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Philippians. We pray the joy of the Lord fills your heart as you move through the rest of your day. We hope you'll take some time to spend with God today. Here at In Spirit and Truth, we always encourage you to revisit the scriptural text you heard on today's teaching and to learn for yourself what the Lord is saying through His Word. Know that we're praying for you as you lean into your relationship with God and we'll continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. 
Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. Find out more about us and get directions at inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor JD while you're there or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor JD's Mid-East Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor JD updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies in the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in the Bible. You can view the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor J.D.'s teaching, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth. With the old wind.